What's up, y'all? My name is T. Shaw, and this is Brewing Black Podcast, where the contents we serve you is authentic, vulnerable, and relatable. That means we serve you with no cream and no sugar. I guess I like my coffee black! What's good, Brewers? This is T. Shaw, pronouns he, him, his. And this is Scott P, pronouns he, him, his. How y'all feeling? Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back, bro. How you feeling today? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in, um, this is Brewing Black, where we give you all the latest in black news and entertainment for our intellectuals, our millennials, and those who's and those who like their information like we like our news. How we like it, T? Black. black. <laughs> oh man. Man, it's been a hectic week this week. Um, for me personally. Um, but you know, it's Thursday, we pushing through Mother's Day coming up. I get to see moms in a bit. Um, yeah, hey. so I'm just, I'm just pushing through to the weekend. How you feeling today, bro? I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, it's been a very productive week. Um, been a, pr- a productive past couple of weeks. Uh, life is moving, um, getting farther with my, my academics, um, getting farther that. with professional things going on. Like, you know, the tides are turning in a very positive direction. Um, I, I, I'm excited for Mother's Day. I won't get to see, see my mom in person, but I got some stuff planned for her. So shout out to you, love. Shout out to you. <laughs> hey, that's real, though. That's real. You calling shots from, from, uh, across the coast like she on the other coast damn near and you basically still making it special and that's that's Absolutely. that's real love that's real love bro <laughs> i'm a, i admire that um so before we jump into it we'd like to do our land acknowledgements um so we are sitting on the land of the gabrolino and the tongva this is stolen land this is colonized land and we will always 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 pay those respects Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so now we're, we're at a segment in our, in our show where, um, we have to do something known as the light roast. (sighs) Okay. So for those of you who don't know, the light roast is when we critique someone or something in society. Um, and, and we, and then if we can, we give them constructive criticism, but not all y'all can be saved. So, (laughs) um, you know, uh, that, that is what it is. Um, today we have, a uh, Republicans uh, Republican from uh, I think I believe it's South Carolina, yeah. um, and he feels that you know as a country uh, we are not racist. Uh, T, you, you got something for the people so that they can get more context. Yeah, yeah. Here at Brown Black, we like to give y'all first primary source content, so we want y'all to hear it directly coming from this man, and then we'll we'll let you know what we think after. So give us one second. Kids in classrooms were taught the color of their skin was their most important characteristic. And if they looked a certain way, they were inferior. Today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down on the divisions, we've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America 
is not a racist country. Word? <laughs> Word? Which America? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't know. But even gonna... still, I, I don't know of one America, <laughs> any of them. All of all of them, uh-huh. all of them are horribly racist. Absolutely, this world is horribly racist. What is it? Okay, T, T, you, you let the people know 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 what you you think about that because that was just it's just that they're always going to find one person. Um, I won't I won't call him a, a coon or a buffoon or a sambo or anything like that because <laughs> then I'd be one of those those people he's mentioning in the video, but um, he's just gravely mistaken. And it's very unfortunate that, you know, um, you know, a, a black person or any person of color is, is sitting here saying this and that they've gotten them to say it in front of a large audience mm-hmm. to the point where this stuff is trending now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. T, T, why is this so crazy? Yeah, bro. Like, and also when you were talking, uh, you said, I ain't gonna call you a coon. I ain't gonna call you a buffoon. I ain't gonna call you an Uncle Tom. And it's funny because Mark Lamont Hill did this earlier this week. Um, there was somebody <laughs> acting, shucking and jiving up on his, uh, on, on the program he was, um, like co hosting. And yeah, like he, he got out of line. And I think just like, um, that man, like, what's his name? Tim Scott? Tim Scott yeah. is like, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm gonna call him an Uncle Tom because it's like I feel like he walked off the stage and was like, "Hey, Master, did I do good?" And <laughs> I just feel like there is n- no. I want to say there's no way that he believes this, but I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot. There's there's a solid amount of black people. Like there's the Can- Candace Owens of the world, right? And I think that some people know that they can make money off of it, but I think that some people truly believe this stuff, and I I, I think that for him to kind of try to use reverse racism or reverse discrimination as uh uh like as a calling card i think that that rubs me the wrong way because it lets me know that he does not he doesn't he doesn't do his research he didn't do the readings right like he he is giving his points are the same points that like republicans have been using since like 1964 like this is no different than when george wallace said this when uh he said um segregation now segregation forever right and it's like not being able to acknowledge the 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 harm not being able to acknowledge that this is actually a racist country and like this country has a history of racism and that has affected a disproportionate amount of people and that yeah white people have a privilege in that they have used that privilege historically to undermine and underwhelm a lot of communities and i think that it's just a false equivalence for him to say like the the white people in colleges white people in corporations these these white people that at these places he named are equivalent to young black kids that were forced into segregation like he's making that equivalency that this is the same type of harm being done and i think it just minimizes a lot of like what people have actually experienced in the past it, it it whitewashes history in a way right absolutely and i think and i think for because you know I, i'm sure we'll have listeners who you know agree with us a thousand percent they're not going to budge and you have people who you know agree that racism doesn't really exist and they're not going to budge so i want to actually make a message to those who might find themselves in the middle and don't and are really looking for genuine understanding about why this is so wrong. Um, and, and the reality is that America 
is not only a racist country now, um, not only was it a racist country then, but it will continue to be a, a, a racist country in, in the future. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there isn't room for constant improvement. And, and that's what I think a lot of people get wrong about racism. Racism um, in and of itself is permanent, permanent because it's embedded in so many parts of society. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just like, you know, technology and all these other things can improve and we expect them to improve over time. That's how we should look, look at race. So it'll always be more to, to fix, to solve, to fight against. And I think that people have to stop thinking that something being racist is the end all be all that it's quite literally people are looking, taking it as a black or white issue where, mm. but it's, it's gray. Like America yeah, yeah. will be racist a thousand years from now, but what, what you have to hold on to is how do we make a racist country better and better and better little by little by little? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's what gets missed in the com- conversation. So it's not okay that America is a racist country, but it's even uh, more egregious to act like it's it's never been that or it's mm-hmm. not that now. It's, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. Yeah, bro. Just like you said, like not being able to acknowledge it in its present day, right? We have unarmed black men and women being killed by police um, at disproportional rates. Like we have to call that racism. Um, we we even look at uh, VP Kamala Harris, right? Like her comments, she she kind of sugarcoats it in a way too, and it it, it doesn't feel good because she's like, yeah, um, America is not a racist country, but it has a history of racism. And to me, that's semantics. You're just is a politician's way of saying what they want to say but calling these other like buzzwords and she, she can bring up white supremacists and how they've affected the, the fabric of this nation. Um, but just like you said, like we, it'll always be a racist country because it's at its origins. It's in its constitution. It's one of the longest living constitutions. And like, that's why you, the United States is so great. And if we, we can acknowledge that, then it's like, if the constitution was protecting like the slave trade, it said the slave trade can, uh, operate or we can still trade slaves up until 1808 and that there's going to be a three-fifths compromise and there's a fugitive slave clause in it like we got to know that like it's embedded in the fabric of this nation it's going to be hard to ever uproot that it's going to like you can't we got to exercise those demons at some point but until then we yeah, just like you said we have to continue to work we have to continue to work bro and i, I it's it's disheartening when people can't even acknowledge that because it's like, if we can't do that, then we'll never be able to move forward. And he talks about, we want to remedy this, the discrimination of the past by discriminating against other people now. And it's like, it's the same people that said affirmative action was discrimination. It's like, no, because so many people were denied opportunities, let's work to give the people that otherwise wouldn't have these opportunities, some opportunities. It's like I think about where I work at, like urban scholars. It's like we work with black and brown population, students that like don't have high high GPAs. Otherwise, probably wouldn't go to school. And it's like we fight for them to get into schools. Right. And it's like if schools held spots for them, then we can get more and more students in school. And that radically changes your future. If it, the whole, your whole trajectory of the rest of your life. Imagine like just having a high school diploma and. Um, maybe going to community college, but maybe not. Right. And just going into the working force, your your trajectory like to like socially accent, uh, or excel, like it's so much lower. So that's all affirmative action is. And for you to call that the same discrimination that 
help people in these these positions, um, it tells me again, you just didn't do your homework, you didn't do the readings. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that one one of the big things too about the country is, you know, we you, th- this because you know you you mentioned how Kamala talked about the white supremacy and stuff like that. And, you know, a, a big part of this, too, is that everyone thinks that racism is the KKK member or the person who's explicitly mm-hmm. racist. Most racism it, are the inactions of of white folks, um, because a, a cop is not going to do that if they don't feel like white supremacy will hold them up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, no one's going to randomly, you know, attack, verbally attack or physically attack a black person if they feel like the whole community white black or otherwise is going is going to rectify and fight for that that black child absolutely right and so i think that you are actually being super super racist when you ignore these conversations and you don't mm-hmm. have these conversations and that's and i think that's what people are missing you're so busy trying to be a good good person that you're not talking about race, which means that you're going to have blinders on to what's going on. And inevitably you will end up harming someone, right? Yeah. We, we as men could, could end up harm, harming women if we don't have conversations about, you know, um, different, different, like patriarchy yeah. and male privilege Sexism. and stuff like that. Yeah. Same, same thing with, with our LGBTQIA plus brothers and sisters. Absolutely. We have to have these conversations. So as, so as heterosexual people, we're, we're not offending. And then yeah. I think with, with the U S you know, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave you on this note, you know, don't be discouraged by America being a permanently racist place. Be proud of the strides that we've made and be excited for the strides that we have left. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't get so discouraged. Don't get, don't be like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, if America is still racist, then what is all of this for? Mm-hmm. No, no, this is, this is a lifelong generational project there's always there's always you know more and more more to do do you think do you think a bodybuilder is going into the gym and is like oh i can lift 500 pounds let me let let me me stop stop." forever right forever it's like no we we seek improvement on so many Mm -hmm. different things and we get so excited to improve ourselves in so many ways except when it comes to racism and so and so be be excited about the things that you can tackle or 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 if you're ups, or if you're upset let that be your fuel that there's always more um and and just re- relax relax it's okay it's it's okay that the the country is making strides towards fighting against racism racism is never going to end all the way there will always be stuff fighting it's like team yeah. sports yeah like you can't win a championship one year and then be like, all right, I'm the champion I'm forever. Done. Yeah, nah. no, you got to continue so, to work at it, bro. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I look, that's, that's, that's all, that's, that's all there is there. Uh, Tim, you know, God, God bless you, brother. I hope someone, someone send him this clip. Someone send him this <laughs> clip because he needs, he needs to, he needs to understand that. And I think that, you know, it's, it's sad, especially when black people experience racism and still have this mentality of, oh, race is something that divides us. No, mm-hmm. not talking about race divides us, divides actually. Us. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And and, uh, and unfortunately, some people know that, which is why they're trying to stifle the conversation. So don't be one of those people if you're in the middle and you don't know and you don't understand this whole race thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, that's that that is that is what it is there, you know? Yeah. And I just want to echo what you said before we transition off and just knowing like 
just like Skylar P said, I think that was the most beautiful like visual that he can give y'all is that like just like working out is it's like a constant thing, right? If you want to get to a mile, right, and you want to get to it in eight minutes, you got to train for that mile, and then once you hit it, you got to keep training. Or you're gonna lose it. You're gonna regress. And we got to think about that with like step. It's like the status quo of life. Once we stop like learning and once we stop challenging ourselves, then it's easy to fall into that status quo. Us as men, it's easy for us to easily become sexist, right? It's easy for us to stop listening to women and thinking about how how we impact their lives, right? It's easy as like heterosexual men to stop thinking about what affects the LGBT community and what that we have to be active on our pronouns and we have to think about the different struggles that we don't often experience. And with race, it's the same thing when you're not especially if you're when you're white or if you're not black like if you're of color and you're not black there's still anti-blackness there's still racism that you have to continue to push yourself to understand to to grow and to learn or you you begin to regress and you get that that muscle atrophy and you slowly become racist again and it's just like scholar p said it's like america has to keep flexing that muscle we have to keep moving forward or we're moving backwards there is no there's no like plateau we always right. are moving in one direction or another. And I just hope Absolutely. we choose wisely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Choose wisely. All right. Shout out to Cole. Yeah. He got music dropping tonight. Hey, hey. Um, so with that, with that being said, you know, I, I think that you got, you got to choose wisely. And one, and one thing that people always tell you is to choose your partners wisely. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, recently, um, there was a video circulating of love and hip hop stars, um, and DC's, um, and DC, he was, he was telling his, his partner, Hey, look, um, he, uh, yeah, I think Yandy, I think, I think it's yeah, Yandy. Yandy. Um, so he was telling Yandy that if, so for those of you who don't know, he was actually in jail for, um, uh, an extended period of time. She held him down. They had, they have kids together. She held, held her, her, held her man down. And he was, they were at, it's like this, um, love and hip hop episode. And she was asking him if the roles were reversed, if he would have held her down. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't know. He didn't say no. He didn't say yes. He's like, I'm not sure. I can't say that for sure. And so he got flamed. And he had to come and defend himself and, and things of that nature. But it made me think about loyalty. Uh, and, you know, I, I just think that, you know, I, I can't say that I will hold a partner down <laughs> if they were in jail, especially if they if they did. They went there for a reason that I didn't deem fit or good mm. um, if they were defending themselves. That's one thing. But if it's like you stole some some bread out the store. And you know I had five dollars in my pocket, even if I uh, I was at the crib. Then like you got a good like I can't I I'm no yeah. no this ain't this ain't that. But I think for me the the thing that gets me about this whole conversation is that like I think that when we think about loyalty, especially in relationships, I feel like you know women are you know believed to have uh or they have the expectation to be more loyal than, than men do so mm-hmm. you know i think that if yandy wouldn't have held mendeecy's down she would have been like okay well i'm not doing that she would have gotten flames herself mm-hmm. and i think that's what it would have made me think about a little bit more like this idea of loyalty and like who's supposed to be loyal who yeah. gets flamed for being loyal because I, I i think that in certain circumstances it's okay to like 
leave your partner. Like you're not, you're not necessarily bound to anyone um, unless you have kids, kids or something, but it's okay to walk away from situations and it doesn't make you a, make you a, a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is especially for women. Cause you know, that ride or die thing is a, is, is a thing. And I think it's, Hell that's yeah. something that, you know, black culture sort of created, right? Mm-hmm. Like ride or die, but you have to ask yourself, who's being expected to, to ride or die. Yeah. Who's there's, you know, there's a whole show called for my man talking about all this crazy stuff that women did behind someone that they loved and cared about. Mm-hmm. So those are some of my thoughts on it. T, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I love that, bro. Like, it's like, is the role, is the role still going to be there? If you driving, like, yeah, I'm a ride or die. Cause I'm in the passenger, but like, well, I'm talking from from a woman's perspective. It's like they're right. expected to be that pat in the passenger seat and really ready to ride or die. But it's like, are you you as a man willing to sit in that passenger seat and let her take the wheel, and you you riding or dying? Right? Like, I don't know if a lot of men are willing to take that risk, but I think they do expect to have somebody in that seat. And if they don't right. sit in that seat, then it's like you for the streets. And it's I, I think it's it's hard, bro. Like. Do I have that loyalty in me? I, you know, I was gonna say I think so, but I don't know. I, I think that like I have a certain like caliber of like there's a certain threshold that I can do right. Like there's some things that I can't do that's just against my morals, and it's like if you really want to do this, like you can do it by yourself. It's not gonna be me, and I understand if you want to break up, it's cool. Like I'll right. see you later. Like I had exes in the past that. Damn near wanted to do some petty theft. It's like, no, like that's not no, that's no. not like for me. Like, if that's you, like I don't want to be with you. Like, and I don't know. I, I I think that people expect their person to be their person um no matter what. And I think that that kind of has to be challenged because then we're not challenging people to be better versions of themselves. Like right. and another example, a less extreme ex <laughs> was upset one time because one of my roommates was they offered to cook and they were like, no, nah, I don't want to eat that cooking. I'm going to make or uh, we finna go to Popeye's and I was driving. It's like go to Popeye's because I want some food and we're going to sneak it in your backpack and then I'm going to eat it upstairs and then I'm going to just tell them that I'm not hungry. And I was like, no, nah, my nigga, that's fucked up. Like, if you, I was like, I, you, I, I will take you to Popeye's, but we're not going to sneak that shit in. You're going to let her know that, like, you would have preferred to eat Popeye's. You don't got to tell her her food. Like, you don't want to taste her food or that. I don't, I don't even know if she had had her food before. I think she just made assumptions. It was like, I don't, I don't know what that shit tastes like. But it's like, I'm not going to sneak, help you sneak this shit in. No, no, no. Like, we finna be straight up. And she was mad at me. And I was like, bro, like, it is what it is. And it's like, you supposed to be my ride or die. And it's like, no, nah, my nigga, I, I'm cool. Like, I get that. But like, we not going to be fucked up, people. That's how I feel. Because I would never right. do that if I, like, if the roles are switched, I would never ask you to do that. Because like. I don't know. For me, I'm going to just eat the food. Like, it can't be that damn bad. And if it is, like, we going to get some food together if it's that bad. Like, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's just a small example of, like, loyalty or I guess some for, for some people lack thereof. But I guess my question is, like, who do you owe loyalty to? Like, is your partner, do they get undying loyalty over everybody and anybody? Because um, I think that's a good question because I think some people would expect, like, you to be on your partner's back. But it's like... I'm on the side of good, I guess. Like I've had a partner that's acted up in an Uber and it's like, bro, you damn near should get thrown out. 
Like you damn near should get thrown out for acting like this. Like you are, you're an adult. Like you shouldn't be, this Uber shouldn't expect that from anybody. So like for them to put up with you and you want me to like stick up for you, like, nah, bro. Like I, I don't, I don't mess with that. Cause it's like, it's against my values and it's against my morals and how I see the world and how I act. And it's like, you expect your partner to be the reflection of you. And it's like, that's not how I act in public. So I, I don't know how I can cape for that. And I, I guess that's how I would feel with prison or something like that too. Yeah. I, I think, I think to your point, man, like, I mean, first of all, I actually, I love that example. Cause like I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna take it to the extreme every time. <laughs> so we, we need a balance there. So I think like, you know, T, I if you, if you and your partner were out doing activism stuff and like she got arrested and stuff like that, you're not about to leave it. That's not what we're mm-hmm. saying here at Bloom yeah. Black. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it, it's, but, but it's about no, being I'm on the side you a celebration. Of yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, so th- this is, this is about being on the side of good and, you know, with that, so before I was so rudely interrupted by technical difficulties, um, I was basically saying that when it comes to loyalty, um, you know, and I, and I believe I was using the example like if someone gets arrested because they're doing some activism and it's for uh, a cause that they're passionate about or something like that, mm-hmm. no one's going to fault them here, brewing black for that. Mm-hmm. But it's like. People make some crazy decisions. You were talking about that situation with your ex. Um, And sometimes, you know, you look at someone and you're just like, nah, this is me and you are both good people, but not the best for each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially I've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight. Um, uh, shout out to Lifetime for very entertaining uh, television in that regard because that that's a whole mess. But everyone is so stuck on this idea of oh, this is a marriage, and so you know I'm obviously miserable. Um, there's really not a lot of sunshine here, but like I have to stay loyal. I have to stay married. I have to stay bonded. And people don't just do it in marriages. People will stay with someone that they don't f with, who's not good for them, even when it's not a marriage, mm-hmm. a situationship, or uh, an exclusive relationship. Us friendships, you know, staying connected to family members, all because of this idea of loyalty. And I think that it's it's okay to set those boundaries for yourself, you know, yeah. um, and, and and to understand that, like, you know. L- you can't you can't expect people to to do that and and you were asking me a question earlier about like you know who should should people expect me to have my partner's back or how do you prioritize your partner with other people and and for you you know i was saying or like you said i'm on the side of right or i try to be on the side of right you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so like i'm not about to let my partner come at the people i care about and vice versa Dang, Scholar P, I guess technology just not rocking with us today. Would you mind picking up where you left off? Yeah, so basically, um, I, in turn, as it relates to loyalty, and, and you made a really good point, T, you know, it's, you, you don't, sometimes you just, your your morals and your values and your opinions clash uh, with someone that, that you care about, and it's okay to leave. I know that I've been watching Married at First Sight. Shout out to Lifetime for that, you know, very, very good bit of entertainment um, in that regard because you watch all these couples and a lot of them are miserable. A lot of them are not happy, but like mm-hmm. they, they really have a thing to like 
um, stay connected to this person because of the idea and institution of marriage. But we see that with people who are dating and not married. We see that with situationships. We see that with friendships, family dynamics. Um, people like feel like they have this undue obligation. And we're telling you, no, you don't. Like if some stuff goes down, it's okay to step away. And we shouldn't villainize and, and, and demonize people who feel that way. So that, that's sort of what I'm thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you, you, it's good to have loyalty to your partner, loyalty to your family, but it's also important to have loyalty to yourself. And that's self-love. If you were choosing loyalty over yourself and like your morals and your values, I, I want you to reconsider for sure. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, speaking about, you know, loyalty, um, uh, it's it's interesting because I'm thinking about you know family because that that's one of the things that I that I thought about and and you know what happens when you're loyal someone's your family and y'all y'all build all these things together um, and then you know you, you split up and mm. so for those for those of you who haven't um, heard you know Bill and Melinda Gates Bill being I think the fourth richest man alive if not he's either the third or the fourth richest man alive. And him and Melinda, his partner of 27 years, um, and they've had kids, they've built, you know, an empire together. Um, they're, they're splitting up. And so, mm. you know, it, it really had me thinking about, you know, prenups and, and, and how we think about prenups. Cause I know grow, growing up, I, I look at prenup and, and I think, you know, it depends on how you look at prenups, right? I look at prenups like car insurance. Right. Like just because I get car insurance, that doesn't mean that I'm going I'm planning on running my car off a cliff or 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 trying to, you know, monster truck someone else's car or anything like that. Um, But it means that if something does happen, even though that's not ideal and it's not the desire, well, then we're covered. Right. Mm -hmm. But but there are different ways of looking at at, at prenups, especially when it comes to to um, the dynamics of, you know, men and women. Um, T, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, bro. I I, I kind of like your analogy because it, it fit. It fit. But I don't know if I completely agree. Um, but that I, I like the car insurance thing because it's like you you get it as a precaution. But I think it's because a lot of cars fail. A lot of cars get into crashes. So I think with that in relationships, it feels like you have more control over it. Um, but just like a car, you can't control everybody else driving. So, like, I think that was a solid point, bro. I think you you have opened up my, like, um, at least openness to them. Like, I, I think I, I have never considered prenups because I, I feel like prenups are for people that have things already and a lot of things already. I, I think that, like, it may it would make sense if, like, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West had a prenup before they got together. Because they both were in spaces where they almost can't trust each other with finances. It's like we can we would have to build outside of a financial relationship. But I, I know so many relationships that that is an integral part of their relationship. And it's like when they are building, they're building together because they don't really have much by themselves. I, I, I think that that's kind of how marriage has always kind of worked out. Right. Like. I watched this explain so explained is like this TV series on Netflix and it's like a little docu-series and it's cool. And it talked about marriage um, and the institution of marriage and how we think marriage is like for love. But it was historically been for like power and for different things like that um, to, to establish like a like an empire or like a, you know, like two families coming together to to hold power. 
So I I, I kind of understand in that sense that it's like when you get married, like this prenup, this this agreement will be able to 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 kind of protect your assets. Um, but I do think it it sows almost a seed of distrust into the relationship too, especially if y'all don't have anything. I think you would have you would you would need up into like a million dollars or so of assets to try to protect. But it's like also I feel like people with that amount of money have a certain amount of distrust already, and it's like you almost need to because you're attempting to conserve the 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 wealth that you have. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I like, I like that perspective too, because, you know, there's, there's an assumption that like, Oh, I'm, I'm about to, and I, and I think, I think it, it creates, it's a, it depends on what it is. Right. So I think if you're an entertainer at the age of freaking 13 or 20 and you, and now you've got millions of dollars or you're, you know, a, a big time athlete, athlete who just got a con, who just signed a $20 million, you know, bonus with Nike. Like that's when it's like, okay, I really built all this by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course you have the support of your family, friends or whatever, but like this, no spouse or partner necessarily helped me with this. Mm-hmm. And I think it, but I think for the average person, if you and, and your partner are starting off, somewhere and let's say you create a, a multi-billion dollar business well if your your partner stayed at home and watched kids and did housework for example whether it's a man or a woman um you know what i'm saying it, it you can't act like that didn't give you the freedom and the extra time to handle other parts of your life yeah. right I, I and i think it gets tricky especially when kids um are involved because if you took care of care of the kids and I built a billion dollar business, then like, well, I would have been at home taking care of the kids. Or I might not have been able to build that business had you not been there mm-hmm. taking care of those kids. And so I think from that perspective, it gets complicated because the assumption that like all the, all the assets that you have were you, that you did that and you would have done that without having a partner beside you gets tricky. Cause you'll never know. Yeah. Right. And so that makes signing a prenup harder or well, not necessarily the idea of, signing a prenup but like the idea of saying you did this in a marriage and it was worth this much in terms of a dollar valuation you know mm-hmm. absolutely um so that i think that's that's where i am with that i i, I don't know bill bill and melinda's story um but i but like i know for me there's there i have my name is attached to certain assets like right now that are only my assets and a partner didn't help build it or, mm. or it wasn't a part of that process. And so those, those, and, and for me, I, I, I would be okay with a prenup just because I'm just like, I don't want any of your stuff. Like I'm here because I, I love you, not because I'm connected to your stuff, stuff. And so there can be that there, there are those thoughts there too, because I don't think that this is going to fail. Like why not get the prenup just in case? So there's not all that craziness. So yeah, it's, I think it's an interesting concept um, okay. for sure. And so, so you would like, get a prenup. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm getting a prenup, <laughs> I, but like, I, but like right now, but like literally right now I have my name attached to assets that like mm. are, that like are, are pretty big assets. Yeah. Worth protecting. And yeah. That, that I have to protect anyway. Mm. Um, 
So I, I can't, I wouldn't be able to help it if I wanted to, um, based on how my, how I'm connected to the assets. But even if I wasn't connected to the assets, um, I would probably end up talking to someone who'd be like, Oh, I'm building my own empire too. And yeah, we're going to bring them together. But like, just in case some stuff goes left, like sign this prenup and I'd be like, okay, yeah, for sure. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's not like it's, I'm never going to have to use it, but like, I know that if I do, all right, it's right there as opposed to us having to figure it out, mm. having to, having to think about this. How, how, how is this split up? How's that split up? How's this split up? It's like, no, we already thought about that way beforehand. So it's like, if I get, so it's like bringing it back to car insurance. If I get into that car crash, so what? Like, uh, as long as I'm okay and I'm healthy and whatever, yeah, that car is total, but guess what? I put in the paperwork for something like this years ago. Yeah, so can. it doesn't, so like, and, and you know what, T, the funny thing is sometimes cars are way more dependable than people. That's, that's, <laughs> I'll the, scream. Sometimes yeah. these cars, sometimes the, a lot of these cars have y'all beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cars and dogs have humans beat because they're more, lo- they, they might be more loyal. I, I got, I got a Honda right now in North Carolina that has about 270,000 some miles on it. Drives perfectly. I, I couldn't go through 270,000 miles of, uh, for, for humans. Y'all not that loyal. Y'all not that loyal. Y'all, y'all not ride with me like that car was. Y'all not going to be, y'all not riding for me 270,000 plus miles and still, and still kicking. Nah, most people are not that thorough. So yeah, yeah, I got, we, we got to have a prenup. You said I, I would literally hope, to I hope the wheels fall is, off. Is, is, you said what? You said literally to the wheels fall off. Yeah, to the wheels fall off. A lot of y'all ain't will fall our offers. <laughs> that's not what y'all are. That's not how y'all were built. So, so that's or and, and let me not say y'all we. That's not how a lot of us as humans are built. So for me, it's just like things are constantly changing. We we don't have to get we let, let, let's get that prenup. But I think from a man, man and woman perspective, in terms of like labor and how women's labor is diminished, mm-hmm. and and how house labor and taking care of kids that type of labor is so diminished. I definitely agree with you that like there has to like if you're if you do have that prenup, then like you can't discount those actions because yeah. those actions help build whatever y'all have. So like y- y'all have to take that into consideration, too. Absolutely. And I love that you bring that up and like really highlight that point is that I, and is I, I think that that's what makes you different than other people that would kind of prefer a prenup, because I think a lot of people think of like, OK, I'm building my my stuff up. And it's like, I appreciate you taking care of this stuff, but like, you can have this, but the the, the empire is mine because I built that. But it's like, you, what you pointed out is like, okay, they were taking care of the kids. They were taking care of a, a lot of the domestic labor and what we think of like essential labor, right? Like, it's just like how the world is working. Like, there's essential workers and it's labor that needs to be done for like things to run but we call it like low, low skill because supposedly anybody could do it. Um, and it's often undervalued. And I think that a lot of times when it comes to prenups is like, yeah, a lot of these people may be stay at home moms um, or stay at home dads, depending on how the prenup goes. Right. Um, but historically, we know that um, it has been men with like the higher, higher earnings. Right. Um, the breadwinners, if we want to call that. So it's like if we say that, like. I think a lot of people that think about uh, prenups, they think that that stuff is like, okay, cute and cool, but it's like I was really out there making money. But I, I think about like some of my best friends. So like shout out to Arlander and Shauna. 
um shauna had was on maternity leave and i i think it's it goes into like how we even think about who's the caretaker and stuff like Orlando was not afforded paternity leave right like you would think that if a child is being born both parents should be there but how society has been structured is for the mother to really have time off to to spend with that child um and and i i think that like it it was twofold it's like he's going to work and he's able to work and she's getting maternity leave and how maternity leave works is like you get a portion of your your salary and then you can get a few more um like unpaid like weeks if you need more time and it's like he had to make money at that point right and so it's like but someone had to take care of the home. Someone has to take care of the child. So it's like labor that we can't put value on at all. Cause it's like, yeah, um, he might be off at work, but it's like, it's like she's working 24 hours around the clock and he has to prepare to go to work. So he has to go to sleep a little like earlier or something so he can make it to work early in the morning. But it's like, she got to take care of the baby in the middle of the night. So you, you see what I mean? Like it's, it's so hard to put a dollar value on it because yes, maybe he's bringing money back from a salary job, but she's doing the essential labor in the home that like, if it's not done, then you can't even go to work. And I think it makes me think of uh, Maslow's hierarchy. And I know people got smoke for Maslow's hierarchy. Um, Cause it, they said it's a colonizer that stole some stuff from um, native Americans, the Blackfoot tribe. Um, but what I need y'all to know about Maslow's hierarchy is, is it says that there's like five levels and each level has to be like completed before you can get to the top level, which is self-actualized. So you self-actualized is like being your best. You, you really shining you, you, your star player, nigga, you getting buckets, but it's like, you can't get buckets until all of these things are like, are met making sure that you eat, making sure that you have a home to sleep in, making sure that you're getting enough rest. There's all of these other things. And it's like. I almost think about like it, it was almost slave labor, right? It's like slave labor was it's the labor that nobody wanted to do. And like you force these other people to do it so you can be making money doing other things, selling them, not only them, but other things. Right. It's like but you you might be even selling crops. You might be selling cotton. You might be selling these other things. Um, but it's somebody else labor that's kind of producing that and putting you in position to to like excel. So I think that that's probably my only like big thing against prenups is that like I, I feel like they're very gendered in a different way that we don't often think about um, because just how society has been shaped for for better or for worse, like putting mother, women in caretaker roles and men in like the the like, I guess, breadwinner role. Right. I, I think things are structured that way and there are gender roles that people still buy into. And some people have no problem with that. They think that it's natural. But I think that it also produces these results when we're talking about a prenup is like, should Melinda really be a millionaire, billionaire? It's like, well, shit, like, could he have been a billionaire without her? I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, it, it's it's always a good conversation, bro. Like, and I don't know. I think prenups have always been interesting. I, I think that they've always been interesting because it's like, we do need to protect our things, but I think about my girl now and it's like, she cold and I'm cold. And it's like, I would expect us to be building together. Um, now, if somebody came in with so much more than another person, I think that it would make sense to have a prenup just to f- make each other feel comfortable and know it's out of love. But it's like, when you don't have anything, if I would tell her, I was like, I want a prenup. <laughs> I'm sure she would be like, nigga, what? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it's a, just an interesting conversation.
No, absolutely. I, I love the point you made about just the, the institution of prenups being gendered and gendered. Right. Um, and and I think that like, it's always a, a context matters uh, type type situation, you know, so I, I think that this conversation should allow folks to really think more about why why they're getting a prenup and if their partner is disadvantaged and and you know before you get married start thinking about you know how you prioritize and and value certain certain aspects of a marriage that are logistical outside of just you going to work at work every day think about the roles that you and your partner have Mm -hmm. and then think about if you'd be able to sustain a great lifestyle for yourself with, with that system and if so you have to give your partner credit for being a part of that system that helps your life run so smoothly. Um, and, and that, and that would look like dollars, dollars if y'all, you know, divorced or that would look like a percentage or a stake in the business mm-hmm. that that would look like so many different things. And so, um, you know, after 27 years, multiple kids, you know, we just hope that Melinda gets, gets all the things that, that she deserves. Um, someone send Bill this video, tell him, <laughs> tell him to pay Melinda, you know what I'm saying? And, and give, and give her, um, everything she she may want or need for being his rock for 27 years. Mm-hmm. So um, we wish them nothing but the best. We wish them nothing uh, but happiness. And, you know, hopefully this is a very dynamic conversation for um, folks who who are, are thinking about prenups or or who aren't who, or who are against it or for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But um, speaking of, you know, family, you know, and, and sometimes families separate and that's, that's something to, to sort of mourn, but it's also, but you know, there are times where we can celebrate family and we can celebrate certain aspects and certain people within our family unit. And, you know, we're, we're about to go into something called the spotlight, which is when we shine a light on someone or something that's doing something positive in the community and the nation. Um, and you know, mother's day is coming up on Sunday, Mm -hmm. man. Uh, you know, what, what's, what are some of your plans for mother's day? Because we, we gotta, we gotta show love and light to our mothers. Um, and I think black mothers, you know, I think they're the epitome and the quintessential ride or die mm-hmm. figure, right? I, I know I've seen my mom in a lot of ride or die situations and not just, you know, for, for, you know, uh, her, her partners over the years, but, but for me and my brother, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So I, I think, I think my mom was the first example of, of a ride or die and, um, it's, it's just beautiful to have a day to celebrate, celebrate it. You know, I think, mm-hmm. um, I know we're, we're, we're still getting over COVID, but this is going to be the one day of the year where you better book your, better book your buffets, your brunch spots. You better start booking all that up because black people are going to show out when it comes to our mothers. You hear me? Mm, always bro. Always. But yeah. Um, what I was going to say is like, yeah, just like you said, like the, the those are the people. And we just talked about like labor that we we maybe take for granted. And that's like that's what moms do in a family, bro. And it's like shout out to the people. Um, shout out to all the moms. Shout out to all the people that have lost their moms. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that is such a it's such a big gap in your life. And like I, I, I'm sending love to anybody that um, that is without their mom. This this um uh this mother's day I, I was talking to a teacher um and he was saying that like he he gets just a little sad every mother's day 
um, just because he lost his mom a few years ago. And like one of my best friends lost her mom. So it's like, I just want to send love to y'all because like, I, I couldn't even imagine that pain, right? Um, because they, they are what makes the family go. So yes, shout out to the moms, um, cherish them, love them. Um, hold them up because they're truly really in everything the rider dies for us like just like you said uh scholar p like I, i've seen my mom ride for like like the, her kids like me and my sister like harder than she's ever ridden for anybody harder than she arrived for her mom right like and it, it's it's crazy like the care that mothers have for their children is it's something special absolutely yeah yeah so um, and and I'm I'm so glad you you made that point because especially in terms of people whose mothers have uh, transitioned, because um, things can just happen so suddenly and yeah that 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 pain is like like wow like it, it, there's I, I don't think there's anything that can quite describe that or or, or capture capture that type of grief grief and grief and agony and so mm. now we definitely want to send. Um, a, a special shout out to to those who are carrying their mother's spirit with them um, as they as they navigate the world. Um, and yeah, just mothers, thank y'all for not only you know carrying us, giving birth to us, and 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 for those who who might have had to use other options or adopted or, or what have you. But for anyone mm-hmm. who's really been a mom and understand what that entails. We here at Brewing Black want to say thank you. You are loved. You are cherished. Um, and you know the, the we the, the world literally wouldn't exist without without mothers. So mm-hmm. we and and it couldn't sustain itself and thrive the way it, way it, way it did. Not only for the labor that brings brings a kid into the world, but the love that keeps keeps kids uh, going on the right path or or getting them back on the right path. So yeah. That's that's it. Sit. We we love y'all. We love y'all so much. Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, I'm looking forward to going home this weekend. Um, shout out to mom. She usually listens to a lot of the episodes, so she'll hear this soon. I'm sure she'll be happy. Um, yes. But yeah, bro. Um, you got any any other words for the the people? I I just want to say real quick. Uh, because I was I was gonna check in to see see what what we were each doing doing. Uh, on the day since I won't be able to be there and it, it'll be funny because by the time this episode comes out Mother's Day will have passed but um but I am going to pamper my mom she's she's going to get uh and maybe this will give someone an idea out there but basically what I'm gonna do is I figure I'm 27 I'm going on 28 so my Mother's Day gift is going to be themed all around 28 um mm-hmm. because she's been a mother for 28 years so you know, I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to do a bunch of little things for her throughout the day with the habit oh. that has a cap of $28. Um, oh. and, and it's just going to be, uh, Rhonda's day It's, it's going to be Rhonda's day. She's going to really be able to be out in the city, do whatever she wants. And it's going to be a bunch of little things, with the $28, uh, a limit for each of those things, things that you can do well within the $28. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never play my mom, I would never play my mom like that and not, and not, you know, cause $28, what's that going to do? It's going to do a lot. Like y'all would have to see, see the sheet, but there's going to be a bunch of different things. That's she's so going to eat multiple places. She's going to get her nails, nails or, or nails done or a pedicure. Uh, she's going to get groceries. She's going to do a bunch of things and she has no idea mm. that that's coming. So I'm very excited. That's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. I love it. 
Um, for me, um, I'm working to get a photographer. Uh, my mom has really wanted to get um, some pictures in the park, like just some family pictures. Um, so I, usually I, I get pictures done by like one of my friends, but he's out of town. Um, he's not living in Vegas right now, so I'm hustling to find uh, a photographer. But I'm going to have one by uh, sometime this week. It probably won't be uh, this weekend, but we already knew we weren't going to be able to do it this weekend. Um, we'll probably just make some breakfast for my mom and really just cherish her and celebrate her and then take some pictures um, during the week sometime. Because I'm going to spend like a week out in Vegas um, because I have um, some family that's graduating from UNLV. And so I told them I'll make it there. So because I have a little extra time, I'm definitely going to spend it with my mom. And I think quality time is really my jam. Um, but, yeah, just just making it her feel special in that way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally uh, agree there. And I think that's dope. Um, a little photo shoot for moms, yeah. you know, um, and, and and I like I like that you don't get caught up in like, oh, Mother's Day is Sunday. So if I don't do something Sunday, like all is all hope is lost. It's like, mm-hmm. nah. yeah, nah. it's like being able to spend that time like presence is a gift as well. And it's like me and my mom was really my ride, like like really like my ride or die, really my rock and really like one of my best friends. So it's like we really have a good time together. And I think just being able to spend um, a, a longer amount of time with her would definitely be special. Um, like shoot mother's day is damn near every day. So it's like, don't wait until the actual day to cherish her and to, to, um, to know, let her know that she's special. You can do that every day. It's just the one day of the year. It's like, you don't got, you don't got no excuses. (laughs) Basically, basically. Um, yeah. So we, we are brewing black. We keeping you accountable. Uh, and also for people who don't have, uh, positive relationships with their mother, right? Because for some people, you know, they, you know, it's a toxic one or a traumatic one. So we're sending you love as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, but if you have a situation with your mom that that is um, that, that can be solved, that can be fixed, use Mother's Day to to try and reach out and and mend, and mend those things. Um, you know, because life happens so fast. You know, we, you know, and 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 we don't know whether it's COVID, racism, uh, a freaking natural disaster. Like people can leave us so fast. And so, if you have something that it that can be solved with your mother, you know, use use Sunday as your excuse excuse to mend things as well. Um, there's just so many different dynamics that, when it comes to mothers. But um, yeah, definitely, like like T said, no excuses. <laughs> absolutely um yeah so that look man show show is great um shout out to uh our haters um the, the, the technical difficulty uh demons that that, that tried to possess this this podcast today it's okay we still thrive we still record it we still sound good and and um you know we y'all y'all can't see it but but we but we still look good good we shining we doing our thing we don't care it, care it's not gonna stop us you understand like it's it's all good it's all good we always gonna um, persevere we always gonna work hard we working hard to bring y'all bigger and better things stay tuned stay rocking with us and yeah i, I hope you're here for the growth absolutely absolutely one more the the last thing i'll say because you know you know we we keep our ears to the streets um those technical difficulties tried to antagonize us uh like logan paul did to floyd mayweather today (laughs) and you know what just just like 
uh, 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 freaking Logan Paul, we we left the te- technical difficulties with a black eye because we kept it moving. So I hey look, and like he said, when we keep saying big things are coming. We not that's not lip service, y'all. We we be grinding. We st- we steady grinding. So um, just trust us when we say you know. Uh, there, there, there are levels to this, and we're and we're happily climbing them. So, um, T, look, man, if there ain't nothing else, take us out, brother. Like we like to say, keep the coffee black, and we like our podcast like we like our women black. black. <laughs> alright y'all it's been real thank you for rocking with us sticking through the technical difficulties and we will catch y'all next week peace peace